everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News Update. This one's for you, Yang Maple Mambo. Back to Kawhi action, fellas. Yes, the Kawhi watch, it's on and it's real. It's gone aerial. Raptor fans going wild. The MLSE plane has landed in the city. All eyes looking for Kawhi Leonard. Choppers, armed security, dark SUVs. Is the president here? Large crowds have assembled too at the Hazelton Hotel in Toronto's Yorkville following reports that Kawhi Leonard is in, is in fact in town to meet with Raptors president Masai Ujiri and GM Bobby Webster. More to come after the meeting. Chandler Parsons' tenure in Memphis has come to an end. The injury-riddled Ford has been traded to the Atlanta Hawks in exchange for Solomon Hill and Miles Plumley. The 30-year-old wasn't able to reach a buyout with the Grizzlies on the $25.1 million he's owned in the final years of his four-year $94.4 million contract he signed three summers ago. Wow, that's stealing. After a promising rookie year, the former second-rounder averaged 15.1 points and 5.1 boards per game from 2012 to 2016, though he missed consistent time due to multiple injuries. The Dallas Mavericks aren't currently planning on pursuing unrestricted free agent DeMarcus Cousins. Furthermore, there appears to be no market for the four-time All-Star, according to ESPN. Cousins remains the second biggest name in NBA free agency after Kawhi Leonard. Golden State seems to be moving on from Cousins and will reportedly sign Willie Cauley-Stein. Cousins also has changed his agent in free agency. He is now wrapped by Excel Sports. Texas got even a little bit bigger. The Dallas Mavericks have signed 7'3 center Bogdan Marjanovic to a two-year $7 million deal. Last season, the 30-year-old averaged a career-best 7.3 points with 4.6 boards and just under 12 minutes of game action, too. The Pelicans and Darius Miller have agreed on a new two-year $14.25 million deal. The 29-year-old Miller averaged a career-high 8.2 points in 16 games for New Orleans. And T.J. McConnell has signed a deal with the Indiana Pacers. Women's World Cup semifinal action live from France. The soccer is live right now, and it's nil-nil just at the half here between uh, Sweden and the Netherlands. The winner gets Team USA in the final. Good news for the Dallas Cowboys. Running back Ezekiel Elliott will not be suspended by the NFL for an incident at a Las Vegas music festival in May. Elliott was handcuffed by the cops, but not charged after knocking a security guard to the ground. Commissioner Roger Goodell said Elliott did not violate the personal conduct policy and no further action will be warranted. Elliott said he's going to work harder in the future not to put himself in bad and compromised situations. Afternoon baseball on the go live action. Game one of the double dip between Detroit and the Chicago White Sox. White Sox up now 4-3. to three. We're playing in the top of the sixth inning. Assault charges against Philadelphia Phillies outfielder as Dubal Herrera have been dismissed. This according to Megan Montemuro of The Athletic. Herrera appeared in a New Jersey courtroom on Wednesday where the judge dismissed the case. The state is not able to move forward because the plaintiff, Herrera's girlfriend, elected not to pursue the item. The 27-year-old was arrested in May after a domestic violence incident at the Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Herrera remains away from the team on administrative leave, and though the charges have been dropped, he could still be suspended under the MLB, MLBPA domestic violence policy. Some uh, news just in here. Twins pitcher Jake Odorizzi has been placed on the 10-day IR with a bad blister in his right middle finger. He's also going to miss the All-Star game. The former All-Star has appeared in 39 games this season under contract through 2021. Max Scherzer of the Washington Nationals and Garrett Cole of the Houston Astros, they've been named NL and AL Pitchers of the Month for June. Good stuff there. And Yankees infielder DJ LeMay, who on fire, as well as Charlie Blackman of the Rockies, they've been named AL and NL Players of the Month for June. Here is the MLB sked, 605 Miami at Washington. Nats minus 275, nine and a half Alcantara and Strasburg. 705 Cubs laying 35 cents at the Pirates, nine and a half Darvish and Archer. Uh, we got more games at 707 Boston, 290 at Toronto, nine and a half Sale versus Waggis Pack. Baltimore at Tampa Bay, the Rays laying 228 and a half Means versus Stanek. 
Cincy and Milwaukee. Reds minus 130-10, Chassin and Gray. The Yankees versus the Mets. Yankees minus 145-10, Herman and Vargas. 720, Philly at the Braves. Braves laying 35 cents, 11.5, Pavetta versus Wilson. 805, Angels in Texas. Uh, Angels minus 130-11, Canning and Haredo. Two more at 810, game two of the doubleheader. Chicago minus 130 at Detroit. Uh, sorry, versus Detroit, 11, Alexander versus Detweiler. Houston laying 40 cents at Colorado, 14 and a half, Miley versus Lambert, 815 action, Cleveland minus 160 at KC, 9, Clevenger and the Duffman, 907, Minnesota, 15 cent favorites at Oakland, Gibson versus Fires, 9 and a half, 910, we got San Fran and San Diego, the Padres laying 35, 8 and a half, Anderson versus Quantrill, and two more at 1010, Arizona and the Dodgers, what a win for the Dodgers last night, they're minus 250 tonight, 8, Kelly versus Bueller, Bueller and St. Louis, minus 25 cents at Seattle, Wainwright and Leak. The total there is nine more upsets at Wimbledon. American Riley Opelka took out three-time champ Stan Wawrinka in a five-set thriller. Copa America soccer tonight, Chile versus Peru at 8.30. And then the CONCACAF Gold Cup, Jamaica battles the USA at 9.30 p.m. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned. It's Red Heat and Rage Radio hosted by Gabe Morenci. We'll talk everything in the sports world, so stick around, everybody. Hour one of Red Heat and Rage. Coming up now. All you had to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game time, time decisions. decisions. All right, let's roll. Time decision, ready, rage, our radio, fantasy sports, our radio network. I am Gable Morenci. It's uh, Wednesday, which means uh, we've got uh, Mark Lawrence. We've got uh, Lou from Gamblu.com. Uh, and it also means our last show starting at uh, 4 o'clock, uh, starting, uh, starting Monday, uh, we'll be uh, doing this at uh, 5 o'clock uh, Eastern uh, time. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. What's going on, Cam? Oh, just uh, keep it on top of the Kawhi watch, Gabe. Uh, you would think the president of China is here. They got security. They got armed guards, SUVs, people outside of hotels, choppers following planes. I don't know what the hell's going on, but it's madness here. I just, uh, you should see me, you know, me and Twitter, like Kawhi, 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 Kawhi. Everything is Kawhi Leonard right now. I guess Cardano's going to be happy with that one. <laughs> Kawhi action. Uh, yeah, back to Kawhi action. Well, he's going to have to make a decision. He's going to have to make a decision Ooh. eventually. Um, there's actually now I see an update. There's actually like thousands of people outside the hotel. Oh, yeah. In it's which uh, they, they are meeting right now. Like, uh, you know, there's no there's no market in which is going to be this uh, this over the top insane uh, over uh, over over him right now, even Los Angeles. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. It's, uh, it seems to be a pretty good sign that he's actually in Toronto right now, isn't it? I think so. I think it's a good sign, you know. People are there. Uh, yeah, they wanted to keep it quiet. Well, you can't keep this thing quiet. Everybody and their mother from the news world's there now in York, uh, Yorkville Hotel uh, waiting to see what happens. But bottom line is they got a secret exit. He'll, he'll be out the door in an SUV and back on a plane once this is over. I'm uh, expecting no comments to the media. They can wait all day if they want. They're not getting a soundbite. And um, <laughs> just the facts, yeah, this just is, the facts here on Red Heat and Rage. You could sit there all day with your microphone. Good luck. You'd have to get Bavona to do the voice for you, you know, because you're not getting a sound clip from uh, Kawhi. It's not happening. 
this is um, this is a fever pitch uh, right now. I've actually never seen anything. I've never seen anything like it. I tweeted it uh, earlier. I saw it. I was out this afternoon, so I haven't been sitting, you know, staring and hit refresh every every twenty minutes or something. So number one, um, how many how many people how many uh, did Wojnowski or any anyone else drop that Kawhi Leonard was going to be flying to Toronto today? No, nope. I didn't hear that story. They said did you. They said, "Oh, the Raptors will meet with him last." Yeah, supposedly in Los Angeles. No one ever said, "Oh," and then Kawhi's flying into Toronto. Like, I don't know, dude. He has no reason to fly into Toronto. Like, why would he fly into Toronto to tell him about doing it? Or why would he come back and say he's not doing this? He's already in LA. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Brunson. He's going to down to Richard Redhead Camp Stewart. Lou Gamblu uh, will join us. So we're not on tomorrow or uh, Friday. Of course, it's Fourth of July. We hope everybody has a, a safe, a safe holiday weekend. We talked about uh, some of the uh, possible injuries uh, that that can be uh, that can be uh, incurred on on the force, specifically fireworks. You know, 230 people a year, Cam, in the United States of America end up in the hospital. On the uh, the Fourth of July, due to fireworks injuries, two hundred and thirty people on average a year. I was going to think more. I would actually take in the over on that. There were some turkeys in uh, my backyard, Gabe. We've been to my place in the park, and they got really close. Like they were pretty wasted, going poo 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 Canada Day, like just rattling them off. It sounded like guns outside of my place there. But uh, yeah, and then I checked out my window, and that's the thing, man. Once that wick goes down, you got to be real quick. I wouldn't be advising getting wasted and playing with fireworks. It's a bad recipe. Yeah, nobody really knows either, like, uh, what they're doing. Yeah, they're some, drunk. They set these point. things off. And they don't go know, off right away. Cheap. People bend exactly. down, and they look at it. They it, shake it, yeah. and then hey, suddenly it goes. Exactly. Yeah. Or it, they it, light it. them, and they're cheap, and they just sort of take off. Like, you no know, one knows what these things are going to do. Right? Exactly. It's like a bomb. Yeah, you don't put a bomb on. No one knows you ever put a bomb on. Like, <laughs> oh, no one oh, knows Sweden what a bomb's gonna do. Post. Ah, Sweden just hit the post. I need the Swedes. I need the Swedes. I'll tell you something, Gabe. I'm doing the exactly what we did with the Raptors and Blues. It's the Swedish portfolio at eight to one. And then if they win the game, you bet on America. You wipe your hands and go. You make money because America is probably gonna be about minus. What do you think? Three hundred and fifty in the final versus any one of these teams. Would you say? I think they're like I think they're minus six hundred to win. Uh, like six hundred. Oh, that kind of that kind of ruins the the strength of the future. But uh, Sweden's all over these guys. They better win this damn game. It's pretty I entertaining, game. actually. It's kind of frustrating too. I didn't bet it. I would have bet the under. I'm not just saying this. I was gonna bet the no, under, no. but it, I've been kind of hot recently. 
I've been kind of hot. I was like, yeah, I don't really want to force it. I thought it would be a low-scoring game, and here we are right now, scoreless into the 66th uh, minute. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, we're going. Mark Lawrence going to join us. We're going to talk some uh, Big Ten football. Last week we hit the Big Ten East. Big Ten yeah. West is wide open. Uh, the Big Ten East is basically where all the good teams are, and in, uh, in the Big Ten, Lou will join us. We have UFC 239. It's actually a pretty kick-ass card uh, from Las Vegas uh, this Saturday. John Jones takes on Santos, um, Holly Holm, and Amanda Nunes. A couple of championship fights on the card and the the prelims, the undercard, uh, very very good as well. We'll take a look at uh, the Major League uh, Baseball uh, board, and of course, the uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, watch uh, continues. As um, I can't really ever recall, Kev, this is the biggest. This is the biggest NBA free agency sort of uh, spotlight and uh, and story since LeBron James. Like there hasn't been anything oh, like this. Oh, big time, big time, great. Like great this is point, LeBron man. James without the decision. Like short of yes. Kawhi Leonard saying, "Yeah, yes. I'm doing this on TV yeah. tomorrow night." It can't be any more point. drawn out. Like no, everybody you're, you're... decided, man. Like yeah, people are like, "Oh, it's only been two days." It's not two days. It's been like it's forever. He could have done this on Sunday night. Like I said, even Kevin Durant had his own Instagram announcement ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> you know? no, like, come on, nice. man. Like, but Kevin Durant's ahead of the curve, and like. I don't know what's going on in his head, bro. Is he this torn? I don't know either. Is he playing people? I'm going to tell you something, Gabe. I've lived here, uh, other than being up in the Arctic, I've lived here my whole life. And I don't care if, like, Wayne Gretzky and his prime was going to do something downtown. There wouldn't be close to that many people. I don't know what the hell's going on here. But, like, the whole news media, every single buddy and their mother have taken over that area downtown. And you know that area. It's crazy. Like, this is is not even for something that is – going to be announced this is for he might be in the building nobody saw him there was a man that looked like him with a hat you talked about the planes and everything else right they're in a back room somewhere working out a deal and uh these news companies got all their staffs there good luck man pitch a tent because it's not happening today people but it's crazy it's nuts well it would be nice if there was just uh, an announcement and they came out of the hotel and they said hey it's all good uh you, you know we have an announcement not- we have a press conference uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of doubting it, buddy. I doubt it. <laughs> I'm sort of waiting, and you know how you could tell is if the Lakers sign somebody. Mm. Like if the Lakers turn around and sign Demarcus Cousins, or they sign Danny Green or something, then you know that like the Lakers don't have a lot of money, Ken. Right? Like they literally are saving this little space for Kawhi Leonard right now, and they'll have money to spend, and they don't have a roster. I don't even think they have like literally. I don't think they have 15 guys type of thing. Like, even without Kawhi Leonard, man, LeBron James and AD suck a lot of oxygen and a lot of that uh, salary. They sure do. They're both like ultra max guys (laughs) and stuff. And Well, he's not a super max AD, but hell, he's making like $170 million or whatever the hell uh, it is. So they don't have a lot of money. So if you start to see the Lakers start to make this move and that little move here, they brought in Dudley the other day. Then you'll sort of know, listen, We've gone through the uh, the longest wait, I, I think, right now. I mean, this we were all on pins and needles. Everyone was uh, like on Sunday afternoon, going into Sunday evening. Then that turned into Monday, and then boom, it's Tuesday. Here we are, 
you know, it's nearly the end of business hours on Wednesday. These things generally aren't announced at nine at night. Normally it's earlier in the morning and then there's a press conference. So I don't know. But like I said, I mean, I can't, I can't read. I'm tired of like speculating and reading crap, Dan, but I don't understand why would you fly back to Toronto? It makes no sense. Yeah, right? no, because if you're they've me, already if you really met with the Lakers. Los Angeles. You, yeah. yeah, but he, everyone, exactly. He's not, we don't never know. It's, that's why I'm saying all these reports are bullshit in which, oh, he's meeting with Magic Johnson and this and that. And then it turned out it was a conference call, like a quick conference call, supposedly. He wasn't even there. So this stuff about who he met with and everything, like I said, did Woj ever report that, like, did I, I didn't see one report, Kev. No, that, there's oh, Kawhi Leonard's flying to Toronto this afternoon. He just no, showed up. Yeah, so you missed that one, the biggest one, exactly. Got a report for everything else, but this, mm, very interesting. Uh, the whole thing's ridiculous. I, I, I'm i telling you, Gabe, tomorrow's the holiday. It won't be done. I think your first prediction is correct. I'm thinking, like, Sunday. It'll be done, like, on Sunday. It's all nice and quiet in the afternoon. <laughs> Get ready to watch the 3M golf, and we'll have the Kawhi Leonard uh, update there because I don't think it's happening before. I'd like it to happen soon, it's though. Of, it's kind of frustrating. It's annoying. It's very annoying. Yeah. The reports, the stories, it's just, it's ridiculous, actually. Yeah, like you said, like I tweeted this out too, and I, I said I tweeted this out like when I started. And I said I would, you know, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow, so I was taking care of loose ends. Uh, you know, I had to go to the store and running around and stuff like that. I know this is our last show here uh, before uh, before Monday, and uh, so I didn't know, I didn't see this. I wasn't like incessantly hitting refresh on my phone every ten minutes. I was handling my business. So I had no idea about Kawhi Leonard landing in Toronto or coming to Toronto or anything. So when I got on Twitter, of course, I got on Twitter pretty much right after it happened, like 17 minutes or something after it happened. And I tweeted the same thing. I'm like, holy crap. And, you know, I'm not sure like Donald Trump and Air Force One has that much uh, pop no. No. around it. Like Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment has this private jet. It lands. There's like, you know, six SUVs and security. There's helicopters flying over everything. It's like, holy crap, man. Uh, Barry Davis. Remember Barry Davis from Sportsnet? Yeah. Yes, I do remember him. Hey, Barry, get out of the room. Yeah, poor Barry. <laughs> he was around. Thing. He covered like, the Raptors for a long yeah. time. He got down. He's out. Like, I know. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The, the Dutch just hit the crossbar. Yeah, you're right. And the Jays kicked him out of the room, too. Remember? Hey, Barry. Yeah, so. Barry Davis is like, I turned CP24 on and I thought there was a police chase, but it's it's Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Good work by Barry. Hey, thanks for the update, Barry. Mark Lawrence, next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
Thank you very much, Yang. Enjoy the Fourth uh, of July, Yang, with your uh, your new granddaughter. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. You know, looking forward to it. It'll be uh, it'll also be a holiday from uh, from me and the show. The day the daily grind. You can unwind, and we're right back at it on Monday, Yang. Yeah, I know. You know what? I was actually right, yeah. thinking about what what actually I'm gonna do on my um on my days off, man. And um, I'm so used to coming to work, man. I was like, damn, man, am I am I gonna find myself watching Maury? Like you are not the father, <laughs> like you know, like I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself, buddy. <laughs> watching oh, dude, Maury. you better not be the father, yeah. You're like, I don't, you got grandkids and kids. You're gonna run out of money soon, yeah, bro. Nah, like, yeah, we're not uh, gonna do a good that. Good point, yeah. We yeah, yeah, to keep it in pocket. I agree. Less reproduction. Less reproduction. Yeah, yeah. Get some money. It's very expensive. Back to world, reproduction, yeah. fellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back, back, back to latex action, fellas. And yeah, that's how it is, buddy. No more for me, man. The Yang, the Yang clan Condoms. is pretty fertile. You guys are a fertile they sure group. are. But anyways, yeah, we'll get Good, pr- good we'll producers. Get hey, I let my son catch all the live action. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. All right, let's, let's bring you. in uh, Mark Lawrence. Uh, right now, let's talk some uh, Big Ten uh, football as the uh, the world anxiously awaits uh, Kawhi Leonard. I don't think Mark Lawrence is anxiously awaiting uh, Kawhi no. Leonard. And normally, let's just say normally I'm not a fan of any team, really. Like, you know, the Buffalo Bills never really find themselves in a position like this. It's never like I've been in a situation with the Bills. Are we getting Tom Brady? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like... You know, the Bills, it's like, oh, Antoine Winfield's upset and leaving. It's like, yeah, good. Bye-bye, Antoine. Whatever, bro. <laughs> like, I'm not used to, like, being a fan of a superstar and stuff like that. But uh, Raptor fans anxiously awaiting. Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Mark Lawrence is anxiously awaiting that uh, that first Saturday of football. Mark Lawrence, Playbook, joins us. Uh, happy 4th of July, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing just terrific, guys. I hope you're doing well, and I hope you've got the 4th of July plans made that we're going to do a little barbecuing a little swimming lay nice. back and relax yes nice. that's, that's nice you do you deserve it uh, you and the missus mark worked very hard on the playbook so that's the plan you have a barbecue a family over and a barbecue exactly you just take a couple of laps in the pool and uh, just chill out i like it and I, I guess you're not like jason pierre paul you're not like uh, gonna put on a fireworks display like your own no, uh, after almost uh, losing a thumb real young, <laughs> I decided to yeah. watch them rather than create them. Exactly. <laughs> I was talking about it earlier, 230, oh, me and Cam were surprised it's not more, but every year on average in America, 230 people um, have to call and like go to the emergency room due to fireworks on the 4th of July. <laughs> Wasn't that Jason Pierre Paul? Is that what uh, did him in? Yeah. Was it fireworks? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the guy blew his hand off. <laughs> and then, and then he was in a car accident last year, Cam. If you remember, it's true. Yeah, he's got a really bad. Another thing is, an NFL player, wouldn't you have like your buddy as the fireworks guy? I wouldn't be touching those wicks and lighting that stuff up. That's what you, you got me? for. <laughs> Come on, like that's if, if you're a millionaire, that's what your cousin's for. Exactly. It's like, exactly. Yeah, like, I paid yeah. the money to get the fireworks. You light them, buddy. Like if I it's us. Oh. If it was us, Cam, he'd be like, Hanger, Hanger, like the fireworks. <laughs> That's what he's standing back. <laughs> Hanger. <laughs> Good one, Gabe. All right. So, uh, that was great. Um, so, Mark, we did uh, the Big Ten uh, East uh, last um, last week, and it's pretty clear that the beast, um, you know, the East is the beast 
in the Big Ten. But, hey, somebody's got to win the Big Ten West and play in a Big Ten uh, championship game. Somebody does, and I think it's kind of wide open, Gabe. You take a look, I think any one of three or four teams could end up winning the West. Nobody would be surprised. And, uh, you know, Wisconsin sort of ruled here in the past, but I kind of see them taking a step back this year, which means it opens the door for a few more teams. So speaking of which, though, they are excited about their quarterback situation right now in uh, Madison, aren't they? Well, just the fact that there's no Alex Hornerbrook there anymore, I think that's what they're really excited about. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, he kind of like denied. He had a good record, you know. You can't refute his record, but uh, my goodness, he never looked good, never looked pretty, even in winning. Oh. Uh, but the bottom line to me here is, if you take a look at this team, uh, they're going to take on five teams this year that are laying in the weeds with a week of rest to get ready for Wisconsin. Three in a row uh, in November, Iowa, Nebraska, and Purdue, and I think that's a tough row to hoe for Paul Christ, this football team, who went backwards 72 yards a game defensively last football season here. So, you know, you couple all that together, I think this could end up being more of an eight-win type season that they witnessed last year, and I don't think eight wins is going to win the Big Ten West this year. Mark, uh, I Michigan know this team can go in there. Big yeah, Michigan yeah. going in there. I was going to ask Mark, Gabe, about this is a team they're obviously not going to win, but just do it, digging a little bit deeper, guys. They have a really nice schedule. They play UConn, who's a bad team, Akron, Eastern Michigan, even Rutgers. Lovey Smith in Illinois, Mark, the wins total at four. They're a bad team, but the offense improved. I got to believe these guys can get the five wins and go wins over, Mark. They got a, a nice little smooth schedule. They got some games that they can win. They do, and I think they could end up being a little bit of an under-the-radar type team this year. They doubled their win total from two to four wins last year, and they did that because the offense finally came alive, picked up 130 yards a game offensively. Now Lovey Smith is going to be the defensive coordinator. They need that dramatically because they went a 500-yard defense last year. But what he's doing is building the program the right way. If you look at what he's done, he's playing a youth movement card here. 55% of his starts last year were by underclassmen. And if you take a look at his roster this year, uh, he's got 41 of his 87 players in the roster are also underclassmen. So I think he's building for the future here. He's doing it the right way. It's still tough because it's the Big Ten. He's probably not going to go bowling this year, but I think he could end up being on the plus side of the point spread this year. They've only beat the spread four times each and every year, each of the last four years. I think they could end up being a good point spread type team this year. As uh, Mark alluded to, uh, Wisconsin being around an eight-win team here, their win total is eight and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. Illinois is uh, is three and a half. But um, as you're talking about Wisconsin's schedule, very tough. I know Cam likes to jump ahead. Like I've said this before, Cam. Like um, um, <laughs> I've said, like Wayne Gretzky can come on the show and say that he's going to become like a transgender like Caitlyn Jenner, and, like, you'd move on and ask the next question, Cam. <laughs> I just said Illinois Illinois is the first one listed. You I know, but we're still in – we're still – Oh, okay. We're still okay, in – it's Dodgers? called a follow-up, Cam. Yeah, yeah it's called okay. a follow-up. Like, it's not just we mention the team name. Hey, uh, the next one. So, yeah, Illinois, okay. good good to get to. But, uh, yeah, eight and a half the win total uh, for, for Wisconsin, uh, Mark. You think that's a little high? Well, you know, I think it is. I think uh, I think they're going to come up just a little bit short, despite the fact that they've got five home games in a row. 
uh, in games uh, two through six, so they should benefit from just that. But, you know, the last one of those is against Michigan State. Another one of those is against Michigan. And if they don't win both of those football games, those are keys. If they don't win both of those football games, I think they come up short of the eight-and-a-half wins. And uh, Illinois is uh, three-and-a-half. And uh, you look at uh, you look at Illinois' uh, schedule, and I've I've already looked at this. Um, uh, actually, it really comes down to their first games of the year. It, it really does, because they're not they, there's not a lot of wins coming in Big Ten play. They essentially for them to get the four, they need to beat Akron in Week One. All right, so they're going to beat Akron. Won't be easy, but they'll beat Akron. Week Two, Illinois at Connecticut. They win. That's no lock. That's no lock. Like, it's tough. It's on the road. They should win. They could win. They might, you know. Then they host Eastern Michigan. All right? Then after that, like, they're not winning. Like, you got Nebraska and Illinois, Illinois and Minnesota, Michigan and Illinois, Wisconsin and Illinois, Illinois and Purdue. Then you get that one game, Rutgers. Like, so to me, guys, like, they almost they have to go 3-0, and and then they need to beat Rutgers to get to that fourth, uh, that fourth win. Like, I don't, I don't think yeah, they're yeah. winning at East Lance. They're not winning at Iowa. You know, they're not going to – They, I, I highly doubt they beat Northwestern in the last game of the year unless they really – they turn a corner. But I'm just stating, the three-and-a-half, that's what it comes down to. Winnable games, they host Akron, they go to UConn, they host uh, Eastern Michigan, and they host Rutgers. Those are the four games they need to win, Mark, if they're going to get over three-and-a-half. Those have got to be the check-the-box games for this football team. They've got to get out to that 3-0 and start and beat Rutgers, as you said, all games of which they'll be favored in to do just that. Uh, and they're also a 17-returning starter team, so they've got some experience coming back as well. So uh, no excuses for Luffy Smith this year. I, like I say, he's doing it the right way with this youth movement here. It'll only benefit the team, I think, the later on in the season they go, the better chance they have of cashing some tickets. Let's talk about uh, Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, hard to believe that uh, Kirk Ferentz heads into his third decade as a uh, Hawkeyes head coach and the winning as coach. Uh, you know, Hayden Fry is a thing of the past uh, right now. It's amazing because I remember like 10, 15 years ago, whatever it was, every year Kirk Ferentz was going to the NFL. Like he was that guy. Ooh, he's going to go to the NFL. He's going to go to the NFL. Uh, Mark, he loses, as you stated, he loses some real stud tight ends, some NFL first-round draft picks. And Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson, what's the talent pool looking like uh, right now? Well, he, I, I think he's not concerned about uh, all the losses that he had. He's only got 10 of his 22 starters back, but nobody on the defensive line. And that could end up being critical because that defense is a savior for him every year. He got, always has a strong secondary they lead the Big Ten in uh, interceptions. The defensive line comes back empty this football season here, so it's going to depend upon how he can fortify that defense as to whether or not they can win nine games this year. I think they're going to come up a little bit short as well. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll talk more uh, Big Ten West with, uh, with Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Get your playbook. Get your playbook. Go to playbook.com for information. Check out your new stats. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You want two risk-free ragers up to a thousand bucks? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a points bet sports wagering account or enter the promo code grid and you'll get two risk-free bets up to a thousand bucks. In addition to traditional betting, points bet offers you its own betting con- concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet by. For example, if you bet the Chargers minus three and they cover the sport point point spread by seven, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter the promo code GRTD and get a two risk-free bets up to a thousand bucks today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over only, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for full details, Gabe. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Cam. And uh, we might um, we might have some very, very big news. Um, Jalen Rose, who's not, an, you know, not a reporter, not an insider per se, but somebody with a pretty, pretty strong reputation. Jalen Rose just says that it's 99% uh, certain that Kawhi Leonard is about to sign a two-year deal with the Toronto Raptors, a one-and-one. A one-year plus a one-year option. So he can there'll be an option after this year, which I can live with. I can live with. You know, he's not locked in for life. Come back and defend with your boys that we just won with. You know what I mean? Everyone's on a one-year deal. Kyle's on a one-year deal. Van Fleet's restricted. Uh, your boy Ibaka, your best friend on the team's only got one year left. And if you win again, then it's a tough problem to have. But we'll keep our eye on this. Like I said, why the hell would you be in L.A. and want to sign with the Lakers and Clippers and then get on a plane to fly to Toronto? You could just talk to Toronto and say, I'm not, you know, I got nothing yeah. to fly there about. I'm staying here. Or let's do this on the phone. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, Mark Lawrence uh, with us uh, right now talking uh, Big Ten. Big Ten West uh, football. Talking about this Iowa football team. Looking at the win total uh, for the Iowa Hawkeyes. They're also at eight. A lot of eights, Mark, um, in, in the Big Ten. A lot of eights, eight and a half. A lot of parity. Well, there is in the Big Ten West, largely because, as we mentioned, when we opened this up, Gabe, we said that three or four teams could likely win this West division. They're that close. Uh, you know, I think you put them on a scale uh, I don't think there's one win separates three or four football teams, and uh, Iowa being one of those four teams. Hey, Mark, well, let's talk um, about is, uh, North Northwestern. You like Northwestern, Gabe, this year? Uh, they're I don't well like coached. them, but we're going to talk them. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> I'm not saying I like them. We're, we're doing a preview of, of the. Uh, you know, we're talking. We're, we're talking about them. So Northwestern uh, won. Uh, won this uh, last year, Mark. Uh, what about uh, what about uh, the Wildcats? Well, as long as Pat Fitzgerald's in the sidelines, you know they're going to be in just about every game they play. He doesn't get outcoached hardly ever at all. They won the Big Ten Great West coach. last year, you know, defending champion last year, and uh, I think they're going to come back here. Uh, 
sort of healthy as well. I don't know if they're going to win these nine games that they won last year because they'll be targeted given the fact that they are the defending champion there that way. But like I say, Pat Fitzgerald on the sidelines is very, very difficult betting against him, especially laying points into him, and that's that's the key to him. He's been outstanding yeah. as an underdog and really terrible as a favorite. So you play him accordingly, take points with him, or go against him when he's favored. Don't overthink it. Exactly. As it's in the playbook, Mark Lawrence's database, Fitzgerald can 59-37-2 against the spread as an underdog. So he's, yep. uh, you know, he's, he's up 22 games on the plus side when he's getting points. But when he's laying points, he's like a bad Uh-oh. Santa. Billy Bob Thornton, 27-41-1 against the spread. And in these two roles last year, 10-2-2 against the spread, as Mark Lawrence would say. Play accordingly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Mark, I got to talk to you about Minnesota and Gabe. I think the Golden Gophers might be our play on team. And to your guys' point, the total very close to eight, but I see some seven and a halfs out there with a little bit, bit of juice to the over. And, Mark, you got to be impressed with what uh, Fleck has done with the program here. Then also a very soft early schedule. You got Georgia Southern, South Dakota State, Illinois, as we talked about earlier. These are some winnable games for the Golden Gophers, and it seems to be uh, this program and team is trending. I think they might be able to get to eight, Mark. Well, there's another one of these teams that's in that neighborhood here, Cam, this year, and a great job last year. Seven-win team uh, went to a bowl game last season here, beat up on Georgia Tech in that bowl, so they're feeling awfully good about themselves. Closed out the season with four wins in their last six football games. And they come back really, really strong when it comes to returning production. Their offense is ranked fourth in the country in total returning production. They're ranked 10th overall offensively and defensively combined. So a lot of the pieces are in place this year that were there last year. The offense really improved. This is a football team I think you have to watch here. I, yeah, I know they covered the spread eight times last year. And it's real difficult to do that back-to-back years. But I think this football team, if it goes their way, if they can win a football game on the road, they're going to be three tough road games at Purdue, Iowa, and Northwestern. If they can win one of those three road games, I think this football team could get over their season win total. Wow. I'm not used to seeing the Minnesota Golden Gophers at seven and a half, though, needing to win eight <laughs> games to get there. That's tough. It is. I mean, you know, yeah. you look. Three years ago, they won nine games, but and they were uh, they were a football team that closed with momentum last year. So they're going to have to have that happen. They're going to have to pull a surprise on the road, and that road game at Fresno State isn't going to be a gimme there either for this football team. So if they can do just that, learn to win some games on the road, they could push the envelope for that season win total. Are the Nebraska Cornhuskers being overrated here, Mark, because of Scott Frost? I mean, they were a four-win football team last year, and I'm looking at their number right now, and I almost like really like wow, like they're they're a lot, lot of respect here, a lot of respect. You know, they're, uh, eight yeah, they're, and a half. They're, they're kind of like the Cleveland Browns to me, if you will, in college mm-hmm. football. Just the oh, fact yeah. of uh, you know what happened last late last year in the off season. Uh, Scott Frost uh, really turned the program around with six losses to begin his tenure there. Closed out with four wins in his last six football games. Uh, there's a lot to like about the football team, but it's being priced accordingly. You know, you're having to pay for games, that. Man. Yeah, nine games to cash the ticket. They have they have won nine games the past two years combined. Yeah, exactly. So the, the you know <laughs> the pressure's suddenly going to be square on them. You know, uh, here's the thing that might benefit them though, guys. If you take a look aside from no back-to-back road games, they've got 
four games where they're going to be playing teams that have new head coaches, meaning that there's new programs, teams in transition, which could benefit Frost in that effect, Colorado, Northern Illinois, Ohio State, and Maryland. So if they could take advantage of that situation, win three of those four football games, they could crack this eight-and-a-half win total. But I'm not going to bet on it. I'm going to bet under because I think they're being priced like they're like you know, they're the football team that Scott Frost wants, where everybody wanted Scott Frost to be. And uh, the pressure, I think, is going to be squarely on the Cornhuskers this football season. A lot of wins, Cam, nine wins. Man. It's too many. Like, I, I think they're an improved schedule. team. They're they're really just hey they showed they showed some flashes at the end of the year I get it they also had some injuries but that's too much that's too many wins that's like you could, you got to make the host, progression game they host South Alabama in week one all right that's a win yeah win at Colorado what's Colorado look like this year Mark uh, to you is that is that a battle Nebraska Colorado up there in Boulder oh it'll be a battle there's no question first of all that's it's old school Boulder. rivalry too wow yeah those exactly guys don't like right. each other. Yeah, it goes back to the Big 8 days, if you will, Big 8, Big 12 days. Uh, You know, Colorado is one of these teams also that's really strong with returning production coming back this year. So, you know, that's not going to be a cakewalk by any means for Nebraska there. That could end up being a tricky spot for them to have to go in there and get out of a win. I'm looking at their schedule right now, and I'm not going to use the term no way in hell, but it's not easy. Like, all right, they have a gimme. So South Alabama, then you're at Boulder. Versus Northern Illinois, no fun there, even with a new coach. Nope. Let's say you win, then you're at Illinois. Versus Ohio State, versus Northwestern, at Minnesota, versus Indiana, at Purdue, versus Wisconsin, at Maryland, versus Iowa. So, you you know, you do avoid Sparty, you avoid the Maize and Blue, and you avoid, um, um, so, you, yeah, you avoid the Michigans. You avoid the Michigans, but, you know, you still have some tough games in here, and, you know they're not back, man. I really like this. I'm going under eight and a half. Now I should note it's plus uh, it's plus one. Uh, what's the number here too? Uh, FanDuel has it at uh, over is plus one thirty, eight and a half under is minus one fifty five. So there is juice, but I don't see this team, man. Like it'll be a big success win seven eight games. They're not all the way back yet, guys. Like you said, Mark. Like this is an overreaction, in my opinion. Big time. Yeah, I think it is, and you know, a lot of it's based upon what they did last football season here, and uh, again, with out, the, what yeah. they, yeah, exactly right, and with what they did last year, uh, you know, that only brings a lot of pressure coming back to them this year. So I'm going to use like what you just mentioned, one of my favorite country and western singers, Earl Thomas Conley. He had a song that I really loved. He called it "No Way in Hell." And that might be the apropos phrase for Nebraska this year. <laughs> uh, like my father used to tell me, I'd say, Dad, I didn't mean to do it. He'd say, yes, on the road to hell, I was paid with good intentions. Good intentions. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I, I, want, I want to avoid that road. Well, I thought they could win nine games. They're not winning nine games. Uh, Purdue? Uh, Purdue, and man, Purdue's got a high number, too, Cam and Mark. Seven and a half for Purdue. Yeah, that's a big tall order here. You know, the thing of it is, guys, keep this in mind. When you're talking about those totals in this division here with these four teams that maybe you can uh, are very hard to separate, they could end up being like the Southeast Conference and beat one another up. And when you beat one another up, it makes those totals difficult to get to. Uh, you know, the, the winner of this West could survive with uh, eight wins on the football season, maybe nine. But, uh, you know, the other three teams that don't make it will likely come up short. 
a Purdue football team that, you know, obviously they're thrilled about the fact that Jeff Brom is there. And what he did last year, I thought was really, really impressive is when he opened up the season with four straight home games, he lost the first three games in a row at home, but out yarded every one of those opponents. And they really turned the Jets on after that. They, they went inside out in the stats and they come out the next four football games. They won and covered all four football games. That was a neat handicapping angle, and we made some good, good money playing Purdue in situations like that. Uh, I don't think that they're going to be under the radar enough this way this year to, to capitalize on something like that. And, again, I think this is a tall order team, Nebraska, Purdue, and you're, you're asking a lot for them to have to win nine football games. And you talk about returning production, Purdue, 124th out of 130 teams in lack of returning production on this football team offensively here. So that could hurt them. Uh, they're not. They're going to be a little bit light offensively coming back here this year. Okay, Cam, keep digging. Yeah, keep, keep digging. digging. But but I do like the intangibles though, guys. With Brom saying no to Louisville as alma mater, you know, guys too. That receiver, Mark, you talked about him in the playbook. Moore, he's an absolute stud. But I still think the defense needs a lot of work. But Purdue will score. But they'll still give up They're a lot of points team. against good teams. They are good. But they to win score, eight but they give up. That's a lot. To Cam, ask. are they I are agree. they an eight and four regular season team? My no. money says no. No, no they'll win. My seven, money I says think. no. They're not. Yeah, well, they're they're at home yeah. against uh, you know they've got TCU coming in there. That's not going to be a gimme by any means. No. They're they're going to have to win that game if you want to cash that season over win total. So you have to better be prepared if you don't win that football game. How can they make it up going out down the stretch? Look at their Big Ten road games at Penn State, at Iowa, at Northwestern, and at Wisconsin. Those are four mighty mighty tough Big Ten road games. If they win one of them, I think they'll do well. Guys, it's it's amazing, guys. Like I said, like with that Illinois total, like you look at the college numbers, the, the, the odds makers know too. It always comes down to one game. Like even on the schedule, will they win that game or can they give you one that you don't expect, uh, essentially? That's that's what it comes down to. But uh, Mark Lawrence, playbook.com uh, uh, with us. So with the football season approaching, Mark, uh, we're doing a little uh, adjusting of the programming here and the schedule we're still going to be on daily, but instead of 4 till 7, 5 to 7. And then we'll have a new nightly thing uh, going. So we'll have to shake up our times a little bit, but we look forward to talking football. We really enjoy the college football previews with you. Happy 4th of July to you and yours, Mark Lawrence. Likewise, you guys as well. We'll shake it up with the Big 12 next week. Big 12, baby. We're big on the Oklahoma Scooters this year. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions ready for HR radio. This, um, I like what Drew Dickmeyer uh, said to me. Uh, what Drew Dickmeyer said to me yesterday on Twitter. I was like, ah, whatever. I was like, if Kawhi Leonard leaves, it is what it is. We kind of screwed DeMar DeRozan to get him, right? Like, people don't want to hear that. They're like, oh, I forget DeMar. But it's true. We screwed him to get him. 
And it sort of goes around and round. It's a cycle cam, right? Like, you know, like people always, oh, the NBA sucks. Players only go to certain teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if they're if it's your team, you don't mind, right? Nope. It's like, come on, come on, man. Come on, man. Um, but here, here we are. Uh, here we are right now. And after all this, so yeah, he was like, you're going to live the five stages of like, you know, of death basically in front of us. Because I went from anger to whatever acceptance back to this. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> last night I was talking, I was tweeting about how do we look without him? And I guess we could finish in fourth or fifth place. I was like, yeah, we could be a four or five seed out of this. But now everyone's hopes have gone back up. Like, Cam, he almost better side. Like, you're coming yeah. back, driving through the streets on private jets like you're Donald Trump. Like, bro. Like, this is cruel and unusual. It's drawn out too much. Like, this is, I've never seen anything like this. I've never, I've never seen anything like this. Besides LeBron James and that decision, this is the craziest free agency thing I've ever seen in any sport before, Ken. This is not just this, Gabe. There's absolute craziness going down in the city. I'm not sure if you saw, but there's a loose gunman on the loose, too, in Toronto. They've uh, locked down City Hall. All this stuff is happening. Kawhi's in uh, the other. Uh, just, I guess, just that would be just uh, east uh, and north of that area in York. Yeah, great. The uh, last time Kawhi was in town, there was a shooting. That's at the, the thing. That's what I'm saying. He's going to go, what? Toronto's not that safe anyway. Like, they arrested the guy, but like, this guy was a, a loose gunman in Toronto. Kawhi Leonard's right down the street. Like, this is ridiculous. So it's chaos in Toronto. Oh, there's a thousand people stalking outside of the hotel right now. Yeah, yeah, there's a gunman on the loose outside of City Hall. Yeah. And people mob was at MSG. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You got it, gang. Everybody on Camp Stewart with your fantasy news update. We talk about the Maple Mamba, Yang style, and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, the watch continues. Uh, the MLSE plane flying into Toronto, and right now, Kawhi Leonard, tons and thousands of people are around. There's a gunman in the city. Absolute madness right now. Choppers, armed security, and Kawhi Leonard meeting with uh, uh, the Raptors president, Masai Ujiri, GM Bobby Webster. We're thinking that maybe a deal will be hammered out. As Gabe mentioned earlier, ESPN analyst Jalen Rose hinting that he might sign a two-year deal with the Raptors, one-year deal and an option. So we will stay all over this story. But more breaking news from the uh, NBA. Memphis Grizzlies have traded Kyle Korver and Javon Carter to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for DeAnthony Melton, Josh Jackson, and a second-round pick in 2020. And a uh, second rounder in 2021, the Suns are expected to buy out Corver's partially guaranteed contract. And now the Lakers, Sixers, and Milwaukee Bucks listed as the front runners to land the sharpshooting vet. Chandler Parsons' tenure in Memphis has come to an end today. The injury riddled forward has been traded to the Atlanta Hawks in exchange for Solomon Hill and Miles Plumley. The 30-year-old wasn't able to buy, reach a buyout with the Grizzlies on a $25 million that he's owed in the final year of a four-year, $94.4 million deal he signed three summers ago. Cha-ching, cha-ching. 
After a promising rookie year, the former second rounder averaged 15.1 points and 5.1 boards per game from 2012 to 16, but he's missed consistent time due to numerous injuries. The Dallas Mavericks aren't planning on pursuing unrestricted free agent DeMarcus Cousins. Furthermore, there appears to be no market for the four-time All-Star, according to ESPN's Woj. Cousins remains the second biggest name in free agency behind only Kawhi Leonard. Golden State seems to be moving on from Cousins and will reportedly sign Willie Cauley-Stein. Cousins also uh, changed his agents amid free agency. He's now repped by Excel Sports. Texas getting even a little bit bigger. It's always bigger in Texas, and the Dallas Mavericks have signed seven foot three center Bogdan Marjanovic to a two-year $7 million deal. Last season, the 30-year-old averaged a career-best 7.3 points and 4.6 boards in just under 12 minutes a game. That's getting it done. The Pelicans and Darius Miller have agreed on a new two-year $14.25 million contract. The 29-year-old Miller averaged a career-high 8.2 points in 69 games with the New Orleans Pelicans. And T.J. McConnell, he signed a two-year deal with the Indiana Pacers today. Women's World Cup of Soccer. Wow, it's, uh, yeah, we got a good one brewing right now. Extra time. We're the 94th minute. This one is still scoreless right now between Sweden and the Dutch. Both teams hitting the crossbar of the post. Lots of chances, but great goaltending in this one and defense when they needed it. So 0-0, the winner of this game gets Team USA in the Women's World Cup final. Good news for the Dallas Cowboys. Running back Ezekiel Elliott will not be suspended by the NFL for an incident at a Las Vegas music festival in May. Elliott was handcuffed but not charged after knocking a security guard to the ground. He met with Commissioner Roger Goodell, and Goodell says Elliott did not violate the personal conduct policy and no further action and investigation will be warranted. Elliott says he's going to work hard in the future not to put himself in compromised situations. Uh, we have afternoon baseball action on the go. One game of the double dip between the Detroit Tigers and the Chicago White Sox. Detroit up in this one early, but the Chicago White Sox have stormed right back. They lead right now 7-3 to three in the top of the ninth, and the Tigers have one on and no outs. So 7-3 to three White Sox, top of the ninth. Assault charges against Philadelphia's Phillies outfielder uh, Herrera have been dismissed, and this one, according to Megan Montemurro of The Athletic, Herrera appeared in a New Jersey court on Wednesday where the judge dismissed the case. The state is not able to move forward because the plane of his girlfriend elected not to pursue them. The 27-year-old arrested in May after a domestic violence incident at the Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Herrera remains away from the team on administrative lead, and though the charges have been dropped, he could still be suspended under the MLB MLBPA domestic violence policy. Minnesota Twins pitcher Jake Odorizzi has been placed on the 10-day IR. He's got a blister in his right middle finger. He's also going to miss the All-Star game, having a great season with the Twins. Max Scherzer of Washington and Garrett Cole of the Houston Astros, they've been named pitchers of the month in the NL and AL, respectively. Yankees infielder DJ LeMahieu on fire and Charlie Blackman, too. Well, of the Colorado Rockies, they've been named AL and NL Players of the Month for June. At Wimbledon, 15-year-old Coco Goff continues her winning train. Amazing stuff. She upset Venus Williams in round one and just took out Magdalena Rybarkova in straight sets, 6-3, 6-3 to get the win. The 15-year-old is through. Unseated American Riley Opelka also took out three-time major champ Stan Warenka in a five-set thriller, so the upsets continue. We have Copa America semifinal soccer action. Chile versus Peru. That game goes going at 8.30 Eastern tonight. And in the CONCACAF Gold Cup semifinal, Jamaica battles Team USA at 9.30 tonight. Baseball sked. Very, very busy night. The next game up on the board, 6.05 action between Miami and Washington. That's minus 275, 9.05. Alcantara versus Strasburg. And the Battle of New York, Yankees minus 145 at the Mets. Total 10, Herman and Vargas. Gabe and I will go through the whole baseball board in hour three. It's a very, very busy night. So stick around, everybody. We'll keep you updated on the NBA free agency.
baseball news, bets, and everything in between. It's hour two of Red Heat and Rage Radio, hosted by Gabe Morenci, coming up now. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Not the live waiting, fellas. I feel like Yang waiting for his grandkid. Wait for yeah. a little Kawhi. Wait, 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 wait. Come on, Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take back everything I said over the last three days. I actually, I don't take back anything. I think the whole process. Neither do I. But it's but it's fun, you know. It's it's. Uh, I can't believe the news story. That just game we've been covering. If we can win again, Cam, it's fun. It's unbelievable. If he stays, yeah, yeah. it's going to be like winning a title. If he again. goes, be like oh, F you all, yeah. Oh God. If, if he, he goes, this is the biggest. This is the biggest like magic job anger. Like I don't even know what's going to happen. That is called. Oh, it's that, justifiable to hate the guy after. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care if. He, I don't care if you brought a title. If he doesn't stay in Toronto, now it's now it's hate time. I am with you. Yeah. Thanks for the title. <laughs> boo. Boo. <laughs> like I said, no video, no video tribute when you come back. You, you get your no. ring in the mail. You, you, you know, the old, like, T.O. got his jacket for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, F yeah, you. Mr. Here's Mr. your Leonard, jacket. There's a, package, there's a package for yeah. you. Yeah, FedEx. Yeah, okay, thanks. No, Sign for it? No, no. no. <laughs> No note, Cam. Just like, just ring loose in a bag. You know what I mean? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, loose. Yeah, yeah, no, don't no, even give him the no bubble box. wrap. No, bu- no bubble yeah, wrap. No box. <laughs> no box. And this soccer, uh, this soccer is unreal, Gabe. Zero, zero, uh, 98 minutes. Uh, I, 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 go I got Sweden. I got them in the plus in the regulation, but now I need them to win the game. Actually, and I hit the the extra time, the tie. You talked about it. This game, had a, it had a, that vibe to it, right? And as I say that, the Netherlands just win. One nothing. Oh, they yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah, you uh, still have a couple. Yeah, you can still yeah. score. Yeah. They're not gonna. That's that was a what great a goal. Bitch, man, you, you, man, you're right in it. Big underdog, you, man. They've been in all game, right? They've hit crossbars. Hit I hit twelve to one if Sweden wins an extra time. That was what they offered online. Twelve to one. I'm just and they hit crossbars. It's been a good game though. I can't. I got to be honest. Like watching it, both teams have had major opportunities. It's been a very, very fair game. I think Sweden took the play to them early. The Netherlands have been good late, but it's been a great game. So America's going to be on their, uh, they're obviously better than both these teams, but uh, commendable. It's been a great soccer game. I got to be honest with you. This Women's World Cup's done a great job. Thumbs up all around. Great, great play. Been very yeah, I'll be honest, actually, Cam. Normally, I'm like, I love it. And like, I'm big on it. Like, you know, I like women's soccer and I'm way in. I didn't enjoy it the, the first earlier round. I thought it was bad soccer. Yeah. I was like, man, it's a bunch of teenage, bunch of teenage girls kicking the ball around here, but this little final four or last eight quarterfinals have been pretty sick. Like they're good. Teams, I agree. You know? The playoff, that the knockout round was good. The start of it sucked. Yeah, that's true. Um, we have an announcement actually, an alert. All New Jersey-bound buses out of the Port Authority are suspended after a garbage oh. truck flies off the overpass uh, near Lincoln Tunnel. I've been telling people this. And we're going to fly off the overpass one day with this crazy driver. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Thank you very much, Jack. Um, yeah, no joke, man. I was saying, oh, if you're getting out to the book, like, honestly, there's always something in New York, man. Like, uh, and I'm right near the Lincoln Tunnel right now, and I, I, I don't know, man. I never really think about what's going on. There's always something, man. There was, but there was, like, a bunch of fire trucks and, and the streets, and there's traffic everywhere. Even now, I look out the window. And I see there's a lineup of like 50 buses, like for as far as the eye can see, totally jammed. I never really thought like, you know, what it was. But now I see a, uh, a garbage truck flew off the, uh, the overpass cab and plummeted into the entrance of the Lincoln Tunnel. And I do Periscope sometimes when I go out to the sports book and I take the, the bus from the Port Authority. And I swear to God, man, there's one driver, bro. He's a nut job. Like, I want to get to the book fast, but this guy's going to kill us. Like, he, he like, takes these corners, like, going, like, 90 and stuff, man. Like, he, it's like, I swear to God, he's like Keanu Reeves in the movie Speed. Like, it's like the Dennis Hopper's going to blow our bus up if he doesn't slow down. And he takes these corners, man, and there's no guardrail. And I look down. I'm like, we're going to plummet, bro. Like, we're going to land. We're going to die. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, we go off the edge. We're done. And I've always been worried about it. And I've shown people on Periscope, like, live. I'm like, look how close we are. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like riding a roller coaster every time I take this stupid bus there. And lo and behold, I see now, yeah, yeah, garbage truck flew off the overpass. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like how they're casual about it. All New Jersey-bound buses out of Port Authority suspended after garbage truck flies off overpass. Like, it's damn lucky the garbage truck didn't land on anybody. Good point. The issue is not resolved uh, for the evening rush hour. Yeah, no shit. Um, welcome to the city. Let's bring in Lou. Lou doesn't have to worry about, like, garbage trucks flying off of overpasses in Phoenix. No. Good point. What's up, Lou? How you guys doing? Oh, I, but but it is always something in the city. And, and let's face it, Phoenix is no small city. I mean, we're the fifth largest city in the u.s and in fact the other day well i think it was monday after the weekend wow i didn't know that uh, there were a couple there were a couple guys working on an underground something or another electrical box uh for for the power district and the thing uh caught fire and and there was an explosion right. an underground fire and they it stopped like a, a whole four city blocks downtown at seven o'clock in the morning on rush hour, you couldn't get in, you couldn't get out. It was a mess. Wow, I did no. not know. I didn't know that Phoenix, Phoenix was, was the so fifth big. largest city now. Yeah, no, I would. I would have thought about yeah, like maybe six or seven. That's uh, wow. That's that's impressive, Lou. Can't mess with electrical, man. My buddy's an electrician. They they deserve every that's cent big. they get. You could die on the oh, job. That's a that's a crazy job. Absolutely, and and what happens here? You know, I mean. 
at 7.30 in the morning, it's 90 degrees. And so n- nobody's using power. So as they start to draw the power for all the air conditioning, you get, you get all kinds of crazy happenings here. And it affects street lights, and then y- you know the rest. It's just a domino deal. But uh, I will say this. We, we are in Phoenix relatively geographic, meaning we're spread out. We're not quite as on top of each other as you are in New yeah, York yeah, City. Yeah. And so – uh, I definitely tip my hat to the, you people that live in the city because it would be difficult for me to try and do. Yeah, yeah. But still, like, now traffic is an issue in Phoenix, uh, et cetera. And, you know, similar situation in Vegas. I lived in Vegas in, like, 2011-ish. I think it's 2011, 12, 13, I think. Um, and, you know, a good example was there was, like, 500 and – there was 488 people the first time I was in the Super Contest. <laughs> And then there was yeah. like 600, then it was like 700, and then now look, there's like 3,200, right? And it's the same thing, Cam. You 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 were in Vegas more recently than me, yeah. But like it used to just sort of be like a small sort of you know small little gambling community and shows, etc. Now it's like a normal real city, man. You turn the corner, it's you're huge. stuck in traffic for half an hour. Like the freeways are jammed. It's like being in LA or something. It's like a smaller LA now, uh, Vegas. It's so freaking packed, and I guess Lou, sort of Phoenix in a way, sort of a um, sort of a victim of their own success, right? Like a lot of people have moved to Phoenix because of the real estate in that area. Yeah, and, and the city has grown. Just we we it's a schizophrenic economic pattern, meaning uh, you know we just got out of a terrible recession, which was more of a depression, and there was only five thousand people moving here per month, and. Before the recession, there were 35, 40,000 people moving here a month, and now we're back to wow. reasonable numbers in the 20s, 25s. So we're we're a growth area, uh, it, and it, it's a it's a great city, but it's a big city, and we got all the big city issues, uh, and then some. I mean, in the winter, we get a lot of homeless people come here, as you might imagine, because uh, in Minneapolis in the winter, it's friggin' cold, baby, so they come down here. Uh, and uh, we also have a lot more dealings with uh, immigrants that have come across our borders, and we, and we see that issue uh, a little bit closer to, than people that are uh, maybe north and don't see it as much. But all in all, Phoenix is really a great area. If you're somebody between the ages of 20 years old and 44 years old. That's the demographic in Phoenix. It's a young, vibrant, up-and-coming city, and that's why people are moving here. All right, we'll get into the UFC. My only deal is it's too conservative for me in the sense of, um, you know, they rejected the legalized marijuana. They're against the legalized betting. It's, it just seems just a little uptight uh, politically, uh, Lou, for my liking. Uh, Gabriel, that is a very astute comment. I left Nebraska where I thought I left a bunch of country bumpkins. I moved to Arizona <laughs> and Nebraska seems like New York City compared to yeah, Nebraska is all like they're, they're open minded, yeah, right? Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good, I'm dude. telling you, I mean, and, and here's and here's what we got. What we got is uh, we have Sun City and we have because of the climate such a great amount of elderly here Besides the elderly, what's come to cater to the elderly is all the living, uh, uh, the assisted living places, 
technology, hospitals, and so there's a whole industry for that. And those people, they get out and vote, and it's a conservative vote, and you're dead on right, Gabriel. It's a a tough place to live regarding that. Uh, Lou uh, with us. (laughs) Lou, Gabriel, speaking of which, Lou, so uh, you you were in Omaha last week, and uh, me and Cam saw the picture with you and your buddies. Yeah. I got to tell you. You and your crew. Oh, with you guys look like a bunch of teamsters, man. Like local yeah. four. Like, what are you? Like, uh, you, 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 you guys, Cam, like, Cam sent me the picture. He's like, look at Lou's buddies, man. These guys. Uh, looks like, uh, you look like talking enforcers, construction workers, and like workers. Uh, like iron workers. Yeah. Like, a lot, a lot of union yeah. members at that table. Yeah. No that, actually, that's a, that, that was my football team. Uh, one of the guys hardest to see is probably one of the one of the finest litigation attorneys in the country. He's he speaks Arabic, and he was the coach of the team. But you're right; the rest of us are all a bunch of complete knuckleheads from every walk of life. And you know, you had you had two or three guys that that drove a beer truck and delivered kegs. Those were our linemen. Uh, our quarterback's uh, an accountant. But all of those guys are. Dear, dear friends, and that lunch right there made my whole trip to see those guys after 15 years was really great. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Lou uh, with his gamblue.com. So, uh, Lou, I'm going to have the opportunity. Uh, we'll talk about the UFC. We're going to go to a break in a minute here. But uh, I'm going to Vegas, actually, for the 4th of July uh, festivities uh, this weekend. Uh, more of a personal trip. No, like, live shows and stuff like that. More uh, personal personal trip but i will be going to the ufc on uh, saturday night and um i still never been to the t-mobile arena it's funny i was there when they were starting to build it and stuff but i've Beautiful. actually never been inside of it um and we got a hell of a card uh, this week i'm looking forward to betting some ufc i got a little bit of a groove last week but four and one uh with the ufc i'm starting to feel it um, i like this card for betting purposes we'll see what lou has to say gamblue.com we'll jump into the ufc on the other side game five division Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, um, Darren Rovell has just uh, uh, tweeted. Darren Rovell's on top of this. This is pretty good. I like the look of this, in which um, this uh, the Westgate, yeah, the the Superbook Sportsbook, the Westgate cam has just moved the Toronto Raptor title odds from fourteen to one to six to one. Oh God! Wow! And yeah, Jay Cornegay and Sherman, these guys aren't moving numbers unless they think Kawhi's coming back now suddenly. Like, they, if they, if the Westgate, this isn't all offshore. Like, the Westgate just went West from 14 to 6. Yeah. Now, they're playing games, too. You're almost, you're betting on the market, right? Like, right now. It's like stocks. 
right? It's like uh, it's, it's it's total stock game right now. And suddenly, boom, they they believe that uh, Kawhi Leonard is siding with the Raptors. Otherwise, it ain't. Put it this way: the Raptors ain't six to one guys without Kawhi Leonard. All right, and Cornegay ain't just giving money away down there. It's a real place of business. So we'll keep our eye on this. Lou knows Jay Cornegay and Sherman and the crew uh, down there. Before we will get into the UFC here in a second, Lou. But um, I'm going to be in Vegas and I'm going to be entering the uh, the circuit contest this year. Uh, you know uh, who is it? Uh, Derek Stevens. Derek Stevens owns yes. the D, and he basically owns all of Fremont yes. besides Golden Nugget. Now I think he owns everything besides Binions and that. He owns the whole block. Uh, but he, you know, he's got a new super sports book coming. It's going to be even bigger than the Westgate. It's going to open up soon, I guess. But they're already taking bets, type thing. Pretty cool though. Like the hotel is a sports book. It's not like oh, it's a hotel and a sports book. It's like no, no. Like instead of a casino, the sports book is the casino. But they will have table games spread out. But it's basically the circus is basically going to be a sportsbook hotel, which is pretty cool. Cool concept. Like the pool has a giant screen and stuff. Like everything revolves around the book. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they have the circuit contest. And, you know, Lou, that super contest kind of blows now with 3,200 people. Yeah, you, you could get your dog to, like, pick, you know, five games a week and randomly do well. It's too random now. There's too many people. I'm interested to see this new Circa one. $1,000 to get into. It's five games a week. Same same theory, five games a week. But what I like about it, they're giving away $50,000 at the end of every month to the person with the best record. So if you suck in the first month, you're not out of it. And, man, you have one or two bad weeks in the Westgate contest. You're freaking done. That little, oh, you win 10000 for the last three weeks sucks. No one cares. you got to split it with, like, 90 people. So uh, this Circa contest is interesting, Lou. But ultimately, I think like you talked about, you know, it's a lot of money when you enter these contests. You know, you could argue that if you're smart and you flip your money over and your smart bankroll, you can make as much just betting with the money. But are you playing any of these new contests this year? Well, uh, first of all, I, I won't be as critical on, on the super contest as you, but you're right in what you say. It's become basically a lottery and and you, you can be out of it quick. The the one good thing though is for your fifteen hundred bucks, they're going to pay you fifty or sixty spots. The circa contest, especially we'll this first that. year, is is only paying ten spots. So uh, the that's the bad news. So you you really want to be confident in your handicapping if you want to try and but, make a charge. But, Lou, I just want to say, finished. but. I just want to say, no, but the thing with the top 100, it doesn't pay much. Like when all, like, you know what I mean? Like the top 50 last time. Yeah, it's like, oh, you get, you get your money back. It's not like you get big profit, but I understand. As people assess the contest, this is what they're going to look at. And, and, I, and I agree with, you, with what you just said. Uh, the, the attraction to the Circa contest and the reason I'll probably join it this year is because there's going to be an overlay. Uh, they're they're guaranteeing a million dollars in payouts, and you're you're probably going to be lucky to have 300 people in it. And so the the money's going to be right if, in fact, you can cash in one of those months or get in the top 10. Uh, so it's it's intriguing. Competition is good. The circus sports book and the whole concept not only is exciting and adding really fresh ideas to the Vegas gambling scene they haven't had a new casino open there in years decades 
And uh, the oasis and the resurgence and rejuvenation, uh, real estate and economically, it's going to have on downtown are going to be just profound. Um, Lou with us, uh, Gambler. There's, there's a million different options. There's going to be a bunch of contests. The West, the super contest is going to be on the East Coast uh, as well um, as uh, Cornegay sets up shop in New Jersey. So there's, there's going to be a lot of different uh, options, but I think it'll be more than 300, Lou, with the Circa. It'll be curious. I'll you know, well, even, be interested to see. You know, you're probably right. And and I think that it, I, I heard, I was listening to Beeson the other day, and they were expecting whatever the amount of competitors they were expecting. It, it The math it all adds up to a tremendous overlay. And quite honestly, I, I think, uh, I, I think it's a I think it's a worthy contest. I like the thousand dollar entry, and and I'm I'm uh, I'm looking hard at that contest this year. I was in the Golden Nugget contest last year. I think that was a thousand too. It might have been twelve hundred to get into. I think there were six hundred people or so. I think um, that sounds right. It was too. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it was too hard though. It was uh, like people. Seven, seven choices is tough. Yeah, you know what it was? It was because there was college, too. College and NFL. Right? So, yeah. So, some guys really did well with college and got ahead, and then sort of reality kicked in. I was the opposite. I stumbled with college in the first week or two, and then I gained ground. I lingered. I was in the 20s for a couple of weeks in a row down the stretch, but it wasn't enough. Like, like guys, like the winner was literally like 48 games over 500 or something. Like, it was, it was vicious. <laughs> like... Like, vicious. I don't know who they're like. Mark Lawrence knew one of the guys. He told me, oh, yeah, this guy's really good. Paul, Paul like, Stone. Uh, oh, was it Paul Stone? Yeah, yeah, that guy Stone. Yeah. yeah, that guy had, like, two entries in the top 20, I think. Like, he dominated he's, that he's guy. Ace, he's really aces at college football. He's a good He's a good follow on Twitter. He's an honest, reputable, good, solid, square guy. I've not met him face-to-face, but I, I know him through the industry, and, and he's he's good and respected. But – uh, I don't work college. Now, this is the first year in in probably 15 years that I am going back. I'm going to work one conference in college this year, uh, the Obscure Big Sky Conference, and that's exactly why I'm working it, because it's gonna it's obscure to the bookmakers as well as to many betters. So, uh, so I'm going to fold college back in. But the seven picks in, the, in Tony's contest, that's a lot, the Golden Nugget contest. And uh, I'll, I'll probably, I, I think I'm going to look at five. I like the NFL. I, my my strength is NFL. And so I think that circuit contest makes a lot of sense. Plus, I've not met Stevens or Mike Palm, and I want to get down there and meet those guys. Um, all right, Lou. So uh, UFC uh, this week. John Jones, I saw earlier and said John Jones not taking, uh, not taking Santos uh, lightly. So one thing, John Jones really doesn't take anybody. Uh, very lightly uh, for, you know, that's what makes him pretty big uh, favorite uh, right now. Seems to be climbing. I mean, as high as 750 offshore, minus 625, et cetera. Pretty monster favorite uh, here, Lou. Do you think, like, what's the puncher's chance that Thiago Santos has in this fight? Well, I'll say it like this. Um the the path for Santos to win this fight is if John Jones decides to stand with him. Um, I believe that 
John Jones is going to give him the appearance that that's exactly what he's going to do. I think John Jones is going to go out there and make Santos fight his butt off for five minutes. He's going to allow his muscles to swell up, get all swollen. One thing we know is John Jones can fight for 10 rounds. And the other thing we know is Santos gases. So John Jones, I think, is going to make him fight for a round, maybe three, four minutes. And when Santos slows down, John Jones is going to take this man down to the ground. He's going to dispose of him in competent, efficient fashion for two reasons. Number one, there's no reason to stand toe-to-toe with this guy and give him his only chance to win, as well take damage. John Jones needs to address Johnny Walker and these other young kids that are coming down the pike, and he doesn't need to take too much damage. I, I believe John Jones is the GOAT. I think it's partly because he's highly intelligent, and he's absolutely going to wrestle this guy. And for that reason, I look hard at Jones by submission plus 185. I do believe John Jones is going to show us why he's the best, and he's going to wrestle this guy. I think he's going to get on top of him and eventually submit him. Um, let's see. What's the? Um, is there a total yet for this? Looking right now, I'm I don't see right it, now. There I don't see to totals. I, I see all the props. Uh, my guess is they make that total based on looking at the props two and a half because starts round two is minus two fifteen. Starts round three plus one ten. Um, listen, I, I don't want to underestimate Santos. Uh, he's a tough guy. Uh, I would I would tend to think that this fight will not start round four. I can't talk about round three. Um, Amanda Nunes, and I think, yeah, John Jones. There's talk of, listen, John Jones, people are going to get bored of this soon. He's almost going to have to, you know, fight at heavyweight. One of the reasons he is so great, I mean, he, he is the best of all time, but his body size is just perfect for the weight class. It's like he just, yep. he's just so big for that class that no one else can really match him. There's talk of him fighting Naganu, actually. I know that the UFC wants to make that happen. Francis Naganu versus John Jones. All right, Amanda Nunes and Holly Holm will hit this on the other side. I'm intrigued by this Ben Askren and the Jorge Masvidal fight as well. And then uh, do we have live dogs? We have Blackovitz. Diego Sanchez, Gilbert Melendez returns, all that and more. We'll hit it. UFC Talk with Luke. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of the show can get a risk-free bet up to 500 bucks. Here's how it works, fellas. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to 500 bucks. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer is not going to be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for full details. Uh, thank you very much, Cam. All right, Lou from Gamblu.com with us. You can follow him on Twitter at 
uh, Gambler. We talk about John Jones and Thiago Santos. Should be a fun fight. I can't see it going the distance uh, either, uh, like Lou was uh, talking about. John Jones isn't, you know, he used to be more exciting when he was young. He used to just sort of like murder you and do crazy things. But that's what makes him smart. He limits the damage. He has a very, very high fight IQ. He, unlike, you know, Stephen Struve, Stephon Struve, John Jones, like, you know, his perfect length, the range, he knows how to use it better than anybody. He doesn't stand in a phone booth with you. You know, it's just he's so dynamic. It's, it's you know, he really is the greatest fighter of, of all time. I don't think Santos is intimidated by him. I think a lot of American guys are. I think Santos, you know, Santos is from, like, you know, the streets, basically. He's not intimidated, but he's still going to end up losing. <laughs> you cannot be intimidated and still still end up losing. So let's get uh, into Santos, uh, Yeah, go ahead. I, I will just say I, I will just add uh, Santos is an ex-Brazilian paratrooper. So uh, from a young age, he's served his military time. He's he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's going to come in with his best effort. But you're right, Gabriel. John Jones is a freak with that reach, size, wrestling ability, and everything else. Uh, I, I think if he if Jones fights the smart fight, he takes very little damage and gets Santos out of there. But you're right. Santos is highly dangerous. I think what Jones is, too, like you sort of see with Conor McGregor, you'll see with some fighters, you know, if, they're, if they party too much or they're, they're living an excessive lifestyle, they look bloated. They look, you know what I mean? Like, in yeah. hindsight, you look at John Jones, Cam, and you're like, ooh, he looks a lot healthier now. But at the time, then, he was still kicking the shit out of everyone, all cold up and hung over. <laughs> like, so yeah, and what's, it wasn't like, oh, he was struggling. Of, he was still killing tells, everyone, right? <laughs> exactly. That tells you what kind of super athlete he is. He was doing it yeah. when he wasn't even trying. Like, it's crazy. Like, and not only that, Santos catches him Saturday night after Jones has fought three times in the last seven months. This kid's lubed yeah. up, ready to go, and in fight rhythm. This is a bad spot for Santos. I'm glad you used the term lubed up instead of juiced up because that's been a yeah. problem. <laughs> so, like, well, um, Amanda, Amanda Nunes and Holly Holm. Um, what, you know, listen, I've, I've said this before, and I think, you know, I've taken, I took heat for it years ago, but I caught on to it that Brazilians lose big fights all the time. And, and also in, in, in the new steroid world or the new testing world, where you get tested, you know, we see on the men's side, the Brazilians have pretty much fallen by the wayside. Um, the women is different with Amanda Nunes. Like, this woman, she's got ice in her veins, Lou. Like, you know, we've seen in the women's division, and you can attest to this, Cam, you've seen, you know, with the betting on it just with the underdogs, there's been a lot of, like, hot potato, I don't want yep. the belt, you take the belt with the women. There's, like, a spectacular knock, you know, someone gets knocked the F out, and in the next fight, that woman loses, right? And exactly. there's been a lot of there's been a lot of that in the post Ronda stuff. But if you look, Lou, Amanda Nunes has put her foot down, and like, <laughs> you know, she's she's vicious, man. Like she's thick, she's a pit bull, she's got uh, she's got like a hunger to her that she doesn't she hasn't gotten soft and fat yet, uh, Lou, with the success. Um, what do you think with Holly Holm coming in here, who's going to be a hungry fighter? But I think, you know, Nunes, what, what, what do you make of this one? I guess Holly's got and some reach and some size and stuff, but what do you make of it? Yeah, I, I, I make that you're uh, buying into Nunez correctly. 
but I would tell you, don't buy in so comprehensively. And let me just tell it to you from this perspective. Yes, Nunez is the younger gal, and she surely looked dynamic. Uh, she's beaten Shevchenko. She dominated Rousey. Got by. She beat Pennington impressively and totally demolished Cyborg. The fight against Cyborg for the 145-pound title got her uh, great fame and notoriety. She lives in Florida now. She's, she's the recipient of two titles, and beating Chris Cyborg had to be a mountaintop for any fighter. I will agree with you that there are a lot of the reason that the Brazilians are by the wayside. Some of it was the juice, no doubt. Another part is that I don't believe they're over-equipped with fight IQ. Nunez is young. She has two belts. She's drinking out of goblets now, and she's drinking champagne, not water. Okay, Holly Holm is the girl that I'm going to tell you is styles make fights. And, yeah, everybody remembers her losing to Jermaine Durandamy, and she got beat by Shevchenko. Those are bad stylistic matchups for her. Nunez, if you watch the Dan Cormier uh, ESPN Plus breakdown of Amanda Nunez, and this is another discussion, but Cormier does a great job in it. Nunez fights with her hands down. She throws big looping punches, and she comes in chin first when she has someone hurt. She works well yeah. behind a piston jab, but Holly Holm is her size. She's a kickboxing expert, and I believe that this fight is way, way closer than the odds suggest. Uh, well well said. I can't argue. Yeah, You're right. What thing? But Amanda Nunes is, Kev, she is, she's sort of like one of these fighters, like she's not that big, so she has to get in tight, she has to get in close to you, and like you said, Lou, she does that sort of looping overhand right, she swings wildly, she comes in, but man, she's got power, like, <laughs> she's got freaking power if she oh, connects. Oh, my clipper, okay. Oh, you're right. Home clipper, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Holly, Holly, and we saw that, we saw that against Ronda Rousey. Holly does have a great fight IQ, years of boxing, great training. She's an older, experienced fighter, and she's a very good counter fighter, too. So I, I'll agree, Lou, that I'm sure Holly's seeing a lot of things on tape and a lot of spots that she likes. I can't disagree with that, but you got to admit, on tape, she's not getting punched either in the face by Amanda Nunes, which punches like no other woman we've seen before. I think I think Holmes going to use a lot of movement because she will not be able to to withstand a toe to toe. Consequently, Holm doesn't really have the power to hurt Nunez. I think if Holly Holm going to win this fight, it's going to be through accumulation late or more importantly a decision. And let's not forget Shevchenko fought Nunez to a decision. Shevchenko's the 125 pound champ. One more thing, guys. Uh, Nunez fought really well at 145, and we've seen people going up in weight class performing very, very well. And we'll talk about this when we talk about Rockhold. However, how is she going to look when she steps on the scale at 135 and has to go back down to bantamweight? That's another Good consideration point. in this fight. Good point. It's like actors, right? Messes them up when they, they put on weight, lose weight for roles and all that. <laughs> You're right. It does screw fighters up. All right, so we got to pick up the pace here a bit so we get as many fights as possible. Ben Askren and Jorge Masvidal, 
you know, Masvidal looks attractive, at least the odds. It's like, oh, you're getting plus 165, plus 170 with him. But, you know, Ben Askren's just so freaking good at taking anybody down. Um, you know, live dog here with Jorge Masvidal with game bread, or is Ben Askren uh, just too much for him? Ben Askren's too much for him. Masvidal's a blown-up 155-er. Askren's a true 170. Askren's grip and wrestling's too much. He's going to take George down. George is not active enough to compete with Askren. Too much size, too much wrestling on Askren. I can't, I can't disagree. All right, Luke, you mentioned Luke Rockhold. Uh, I got to look it up here off the top of my head. I don't even remember the last time Luke Rockhold uh, fought. Um, Luke Rockhold's just so annoying, though. He's just, you know, he's one of these guys that I bet on and I don't like him, and then he loses. I'm like, man, I should just bet with then my you're heart. Even, you're angrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I should have bet with my heart, it. just bet against him. His last fight was against Romero, and quite honestly, for a round and a half, he was he was faring very, very well in that fight. I believe Rockhold is going to show tremendous improvement at 205. I think it's where he should be fighting. We've seen in recent uh, fights, uh, uh, Dos Anjos, when some of these guys, uh, Robert Whitaker, when some of these guys go up and wait, uh, it's proven and it's scientific that when you cut tons of weight, you're getting rid of all that water in your body. The water in your brain is reduced, and that means there's more space in there, and you can't take a punch as well. I believe Rockhold at 205 is going to be able to take a better punch. I think Blockowitz is more of a gatekeeper, and I think you're getting value on, on Rockhold here, who's a better athlete and can, t- can fight on the ground as well. I, I, I see Rockhold as a, as a value, even though you got to spend maybe 175 or 180 to get him. I think this is potentially a one-sided fight here. I like where you're going, uh, going with that. You know what it is? You're right. I'll be interested to see. There's been a lot of inactivity with, or not a ton of fights. Rockhold's up to minus 220 now, though. I just don't think Jan Blackowitz is that great. Like, if you're a Rockhold and as much smack as you talk all the time, you got to be able to beat uh, Jan Blackowitz, especially in freaking Las Vegas, Nevada. You're not going to Poland here. Um, all right, Lou, we got a couple more minutes. Uh, some of the, some, what about uh, some of these other fights? Diego Sanchez and Michael Chiesa. Sanchez has gotten a little second wind as of late, and I like Michael. You know, I mean, I, I've known him for years and stuff. Nice guy. Uh, but... I'm looking at this, and I'm not saying I'm going to be running to the window to bet Diego here yet, but, I, you know, what's your take on this? I just don't think Kiesa should be a, a minus 400 favorite. Like, he's a little bit heavily favored, in my opinion. I agree, too heavily favored, but I can't bet Diego here. He's going to run right in and engage, and you don't want to do that to a sub guy. That's that's really not a fight I have too much opinion on, but I do want to Melendez get out of here coming to... back? Pardon me? Gil Melendez, plus 280, Arnold Allen. No, Ar- Arnold Allen going to paint Gil Melendez's fence. So this is this is Melendez's farewell. He's going to retire after this. This young this young Englishman is here on a national stage in a big stage. They're promoting him, not the aged Gil Melendez. But the dog I want, I do want to give a dog because you got great listeners and they put up with me every week. This kid, Song Ye Dong. 21-year-old, and he's going to be a champion. He's a, he's a bantamweight phenom. However, he's 21. He's only fought in mainland China. He's, he's traveling all the way across the sea for the first time, fighting out of China 
for the first time in a against a guy that works at AKA Alejandro Perez, who fought Cody Stamen to a good fight last fight, lost the fight. He's off a loss. You can catch Alejandro Perez plus 185. I'll hang my hat on my that'll be my best bet of the card. Alejandro Perez against Song Ye Dong. Uh, Lou Gamblu.com. Alejandro Perez right now. Currently, you get him even nicer. Plus 192 uh, at FanDuel in New Jersey. Just don't try to take the bus there right now. The Lincoln Tunnel is closed. <laughs> uh, Song Young, uh, yeah, dog, minus 240. Lou, we appreciate your time. Uh, happy uh, 4th of July to uh, to you and your family. We hope uh, you enjoy, uh, enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Appreciate the time, guys. Thanks, and good luck to everyone. Have a good one. Lou Gamblu. All on Twitter at Gamblu as well. Uh, game time decision. Ready to make radio Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. We'll be uh, heading into uh, to level three. Thanks to Lou uh, Gamblu.com uh, for joining us. And we got our eye on this Kawhi Leonard situation, although he's currently meeting uh, right now with uh, the Toronto Raptors. Um, sad news to report. Of course, uh, Tyler Skaggs passed away a couple of yeah. nights ago at age of uh, 27. But um, the hefty lefty. Yeah, I love the hefty lefty. Yeah, Jared Lorazin has uh, passed away, former Giants, New York Giant, uh, Kentucky Wildcat uh, quarterback, uh, lovingly known as the Hefty Lefty, was hospitalized with various health issues nearly a week ago. Uh, his family announced that he passed away. He was only 38 years old. And um, clearly, uh, Cam, you know, this guy didn't have the best lifestyle and, uh, and diet. Right. Right? And as we saw, man, he got real big as years went on here. Oh, yeah, he got over 500 pounds. It's still a horrible story, Gabe. And you take a look at the numbers from Kentucky. He still holds uh, the all-time record for uh, yards thrown there. Like when Lorenzen was at the University of Kentucky, man, he could throw it deep. He had a cannon arm, but he was a big guy. He played at 265, got over 500. I heard there were stories his mom said got it down to around 308, but he's had major health problems ever since he's been out of sports. And, uh Still very young at 38. Yeah, man. God, it's just it's just too bad. But so unique. Eh? He just it never we never had a quarterback like him before. Big dude. No, like he was huge. Yeah, I know. And it's remember who else got big? Scott Mitchell. What Scott Mitchell was with the Lions, and then uh, he got up around like 320, I think, like that. And then he went on that show, and then he lost the weight. But uh, thoughts of prayer. I like the hefty lefty Gabe. He was good, man. Big big arm. For a bit of bad week, Skaggs and Lorenzen now. 
Uh, here's, uh, I see a little clip of him here. It's him saying a couple of years ago, life's too short to cry about stuff. Go out there, laugh, smile, and have fun doing it. Rest in peace, uh, Jared.